When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It's Score North Live with Matthew Collar. Like I was sitting in my office one day and Andre Patterson was watching all the defensive linemen and obviously there's a lot of great defensive linemen in this draft. And he came in and he said, who's the center from NC State? This guy's a really good football player. Uh, and so, you know, that even intrigued me more because... Uh, you know, the way he was playing against these top-level uh, defensive linemen in the ACC. He started as a, um, a guard as a sophomore, um, started at center his junior and senior year. Very, very athletic, very smart, very tough. Um, yeah, got great balance, so, um, yeah, we're excited to have him. That's getting football right there. When you got your defensive so line coach football. coming in saying, who's this center from NC State? You say, look at his balance and his toughness. <laughs> look, it gets to the second level. Uh, I think it was um, Daniel Jeremiah who's called him the Grim Reacher because he can always reach the linebackers. Like, football, dude. Can that be his nickname for now on, please? I hope so. It's Grim a really Reacher. good nickname. That is a good nickname. Uh, Brandon Thorne will be on with us in just one second, but I want to grab uh, Larry from Woodbury here. What's up, Larry? First off, hats off to you, sir, Matthew Collar. Unbelievable draft coverage. Well, thank you, Larry. I appreciate that. Uh, question for you, and I kind of caught the program late this afternoon. Um, wondering about the possibility of the Vikes making some sort of move, trading up, and putting their offensive line worries to rest for hopefully several years if they traded up for Juwan Taylor. That's a great question, Larry, and I have the perfect man to answer that. That is Brandon Thorne of the Trench Warfare Podcast. Does a tremendous job interviewing offensive linemen, breaking them down. Um, great night for you, Brandon, because you get to come back on the show. Uh, but Larry's question is a great one about the offensive linemen that are left. There's some good players here, including Jawan Taylor, who dropped potentially because of a health issue. But even if it's not him... Dalton Reisner is still there. Uh, Cody Ford is still there. Would any of these guys be worth the Vikings trying to get up into the early parts of the second round to draft one of these offensive linemen and, uh, like Larry said, put the issue to rest for quite a while? Yeah, so I think it's possible. Um, You know, you could really solidify your guards and you're just in your interior in general, I think, at this point. Um, If you get a guy like Dalton Reisner and just plug him in a right guard, but you know, with Josh Klein there and, and just the contract in place there with him, I'm not sure if that's something that the Vikings are going to want to do at this point to invest a second-round pick in somebody like that when you have a 
a guy who admittedly is you know adequate at best there, but still there's probably other players and positions you can address at this point since you did go offensive line in the first round, and really you made two positions better with that pick. If uh, assuming Elfline goes to to left guard, so I think that you've probably done enough at this point, but it's always possible, and it wouldn't be too hard to upgrade Klein just from a strictly from an on field perspective. Now, Jawan Taylor, uh, if he did drop because of a knee, then I understand it. Otherwise, he was one of the guys that was at the very top. Would there be something aside from a health issue that you would have seen that would have made him drop out of the first round? Because that was really surprising. No, I don't think so. Everything I've heard and seen is uh, he has a knee issue that could present some long-term problems. So I think that's really the, the, the primary reason there. Uh, now let's get into Garrett Bradbury. You were on last week, Brandon, and we talked about why Garrett Bradbury would make so much sense for the Vikings. Maybe it was earlier this week. I think it was like Tuesday. Uh, anyway, it's a long week. Yeah. Uh, but... Your breakdown was great of why he would fit. Now that he is a member of the Minnesota Vikings, uh, A, is he the starting center day one, and how much does this upgrade the Vikings offensive line by having him? I think he is the starter day one just because he clearly is is such a great fit at that position, specifically within this outside zone heavy scheme. A guy like Gary Kubiak, I saw Paul Alexander, another former NFL offensive line coach, mention a, a great comparison for Bradbury and Tom Nalen, who played for Gary Kubiak for a long time in Denver and just came from that Shanahan system. An undersized center who is extremely um, agile, quick, explosive in short areas and can really reach, block that nose tackle, get to the second level, really do a lot of things for the running game and I just think at center he can be special in this scheme and then that really puts Elfline in a position that he had a lot more experience at at Ohio State before he got into the pros he actually had 28 starts at guard um, and only I believe 12 or so at center so he actually has more experience overall uh, at at that uh, guard position at least he did as a college prospect so I don't think it would be any issue for him to to move out to either guard spot, but assuming it's the left side, you upgraded that position and center at the same time with one pick. So I think it makes the offensive line quite a bit better, and it's going to lend itself, I think, really favorably to to Dalvin Cook's success this year and just the running game in general. Talking with Brandon Thorne of the Trench Warfare podcast. So the Vikings had a choice last night between Garrett Bradbury and Andre Dillard, a few other offensive linemen there, but those two were the ones that were expected to go in this range, and we had discussed as potential Minnesota Vikings when they got to 18, and then they had their choice. They couldn't have played it out any better to just have their guy there. They went with Bradbury. Do you think that they made the right decision, Brandon? Absolutely. Yeah, that's, you know, we talked about that prior, and I was pretty clear that I thought this was clearly the best choice for them over Dillard just for instant impact and long-term, honestly. It's not obviously a, you know, it doesn't carry the same positional value as a tackle, but specifically in this outside zone scheme, centers are a little bit more valuable, I think, than in most other schemes. And I think Bradbury is more of an instant impact type of guy. So, and that's really what you, what you guys needed. You couldn't really afford to, to have a guy who, you know, may need to sit on the bench for a little while or cause you to, 
lose even more money potentially by getting rid of Reef. And, you know, it could have just presented a lot more obstacles to, to get an impact from him, at least early. So I think without question, they made the right choice, both short and long term. So, I, you know, when I look at this, too, I also factor in the NFC North and just how incredibly good the defensive linemen are for the other team. Snack Harrison, Kenny Clark, Mike Daniels, and, uh, you know, uh, uh, Akeem Hicks. I mean, just you have these monsters in the NFC mm-hmm. North that Garrett Bradbury, like, welcome to the NFL, buddy. Look who you get to go against uh, right away in the NFC North. But to me, it made it more, even more necessary to try to solidify that part because that's where they got truly dominated, especially by the Bears last year. Yeah, so the, the interesting part about that, all those players you just mentioned are predominantly power, power-oriented power players who are obviously huge physically, um, very uh, overwhelming just um, strength-wise. And I love the fact that the Vikings aren't going to try to match strength on strength with them. They're going to try to outmaneuver them with quickness, leverage, and that's what this whole entire scheme is predicated upon for the offensive line. You saw it with Gary Kubiak for and just that whole scheme for over a decade in Denver. They had, I think, three, four offensive linemen sub-300 pounds that were just kicking guys' butts because they were winning with quickness and leverage. And um, I think that's probably the best option that you have as an offensive line to attack guys like that you do not want to try to drive those guys off the ball whatsoever you want to just try to beat them with quickness misdirection and things like that and i think that's they're they're building an offensive line to to do that with bradbury and um i I don't have any doubts really that bradbury can can outmaneuver some of those guys you mentioned and win with quickness as opposed to trying to go straight at them so brandon when we look at the rest of the draft what was your take on how the defensive linemen and offensive linemen fell? Did they go largely the way you thought? And I guess the one that's coming to mind for me, two of them, Chris Lindstrom at 14 to the Atlanta Falcons and then Dexter Lawrence at 17 to the New York Giants. I think those two picks right there helped the Vikings land Garrett Bradbury um, because the the Giants and... and uh, uh, who was the other team? And Atlanta could have Falcons. been, yeah, they could have been teams to take those guys, even though, uh, you know, they have Alex Mack, but also you know, Bradbury could play guard as well. So I-, I was surprised by both of those picks, were you? Yeah, I was a little bit more surprised with the Dexter Lawrence pick, um, just because I think he's a little bit more of a, a limited player, just on my limited viewings of him as well. I understand that he's a very a very good athlete for being 340 pounds, but still I don't know how much of a pass rush you're going to get from somebody like that. And they already had Dalvin Tomlinson in place there in New York, is who's somewhat of a similar player, not the same size, but they, they kind of occupy inside the guards a little bit more. But from you know what I've seen, Lawrence has a chance to, to play maybe a, you know outside the guards a little bit as well. So that... But still, that pick surprised me because I thought they really could use an offensive lineman there. And the Lindstrom pick, to me, didn't surprise me as much. It it was surprising in the sense that Atlanta invested in two guards in free agency. So the fact that they signed two guards and then drafted a card 14th overall is a little bit surprising. But when you actually know about Lindstrom and, and have watched his game and know how clean his game is and well-rounded his game is and just he i think you know i know duke mannyweather had him as a number one guard in the draft i had him as a, a top eight overall offensive lineman in the draft i thought 
he was an instant impact type of guy who may never be elite but could be good for a long time. And I think Atlanta upgrade they could put Lindstrom at either guard spot and be better than both the guys they signed. So I really like that aspect of it. And Atlanta's needed good interior offensive linemen apart from Alex Mack for four or five years now. They they could have upgraded that. So I was really happy to see that. But but I do agree that those two players probably helped Bradbury get to Minnesota when, you know, when he did. Okay, I've got a guy that I like down the board a little. Maybe a third-round pick here on the offensive line. I don't think it's crazy at all for the Vikings to take two out of their first three picks on offensive line because of how much of a problem it's been, and they also don't have really any depth there. Connor McGovern from Penn State, really good athlete, talked about as a high-character type of guy, a little bit down on most people's boards, like a third-rounder, but to me that's somebody that you could plug into uh, this kind of system because of how athletic he is. I like him as a potential pick for the Vikings. If you don't, then give me a guy down the board a little bit who they could look at either today or on Saturday. Yeah, I think that that would probably be a good fit there in the third round, especially. I think you're, you would get really good value there. Uh, I think, obviously, Dalton Reisner would be a great fit, but you'd have to get him in the second. So mm-hmm. if they want to invest that heavily into that position, you know, with the first two picks and don't want to address anything else, then I totally am for it. Um, I, I think he would be a clear upgrade over over Josh Cohen right away. So, And I think McGovern would probably be better. Um, pretty quickly as well. So I think those two make sense. And then somewhere in the third round as well, Drew Samia, I think, makes some sense. He's definitely an athletic offensive lineman who brings a, a certain level of nastiness that I don't think, well, Reisner certainly brings that. And I think Samia would bring something similar to that. He's not as polished as Reisner in terms of his technique, but he's a, He's a guy who can also, you know, generate a good amount of power as well. He's just a little bit more raw. So if you want to get him later in the third, that's another guy that I think just his physical traits and, and skill set and just experience and what he's done at Oklahoma, I think would, would fit pretty well there as well. So somebody that you could probably develop a little bit more. Okay, uh, I want to ask you our poll question before I let you go here, Brandon. So I put it out there. After last night's drama, I had such a great time covering the draft last night. And it seemed to me just from social media that it was uh, really fun for everybody. Uh, Where does it rank for you among your top sporting events as you just go through your calendar? You think, okay, maybe Super Bowl is number one on almost everybody's list. Is it top three, top ten, or do you put it just behind any real sports thing? <laughs> that okay, it's fine for the drama for now, but you'd rather watch real sports. Where do you put it? I'd probably put it in the top three, honestly, because probably all my you know, events are football related. I mean, I'll watch you know game six, seven of the NBA Finals, um, but that's about it as far as sports that I make a priority. So I don't have a large uh, list to work from. It's all football related. So I'd probably say Super Bowl, National Championship, and and the draft are probably my top three, honestly. Especially, I mean, day two is my favorite, though. So this is the best day of the draft, in my opinion, by far, because these are where all the all the solid to good players go. There's there's tons of value in this draft here, like there is pretty much every year. So day two is, is really my day. Yeah, no, I, I agree in terms of uh, where you get 
kind of the most interesting players who dropped and, and seeing where they land. I, I guess the the more nerdy you get into the draft, the more interesting uh, day two is. And then day three, no matter how much you like the draft, you haven't heard of those guys. So, um, all right, Brandon, awesome stuff as always. Your work on our show and our podcasts leading up to this. Uh, if you listen to Brandon's uh, appearance on Tuesday, you heard Garrett Bradbury could be the guy for all the reasons you gave today, too. And uh, that's why we have you on, Brandon. Awesome stuff. You could follow Brandon at Brandon Thorne NFL on Twitter. Thanks again, man. And trust me, we'll be doing it again soon. All right. I'll be looking forward to it. Can't wait. All right. Trench Warfare Podcast. Trust me, it's worth it. Like, uh, he interviewed Joe Staley, he interviewed TJ Lang. Like, these guys tell kind of their storylines and how they became some of the best offensive linemen in the league. And then they break down some technique stuff, and you find out just how smart you have to be to do this. And that's the one thing that when you watch the draft that you won't know until you start to get into it is how does somebody pick up on things? How does somebody get better? How do they adapt? And it's fascinating on his podcast to hear offensive linemen who have had success talk about that. And um, the other thing, too, is that offensive linemen are just at such a mismatch now with the talent on defensive lines that they discuss that, too. So it's a great podcast. Baseball. Glenn Perkins on baseball. Baseball. Roycey on baseball. Baseball. And the Score North Twin Show. An incredible lineup of twin shows. Available on scorenorth.com or wherever you find your podcasts. Baseball. Just search Score North Twin Show on Apple or Spotify or download the Score North mobile app. The South Dakota Stories, Volume 2. I could see beyond the Black Hills and the way they called for exploration. I could feel the air, the way it paints against skin and fills hungry lungs. I could hear the way the water ran for miles and the way the bison grazed, the way our boots meet the earth as we step past expected. I could imagine my time in South Dakota, and I wish to go back, because there's so much South Dakota, so little time. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Change your vehicle's oil before your summer road trip and save money now with Pennzoil and O'Reilly Auto Parts. Right now, get five quarts of Pennzoil Platinum Full Synthetic for just $22.95 after mail-in rebate. Save money and protect your engine against sludge and wear with a synthetic oil change. Stop by your local O'Reilly Auto Parts today or O'ReillyAuto.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.